You got to mm. be kidding me. Yeah. Yeah? That, sure. You got to be kid, kitting me. You got to be kitting me? Yeah. Like kit? With like, kitten. Okay. Kittens. Like kittens. All right. This is an episode of Talks and Sips. You got to be kitting me. Scene one, take one. Oh, wait. See, I'm not oh, like a is camera. Is this included? Yeah. You put this in? Yeah. Let's not use that name. Okay. <laughs> Let's go with a better name. See, like, uh, mistakes were made. I thought this was, um, okay. Okay. Mm, mm. Let's look at the name. I was, I told Josh chilling with Dylan and he's like, but people aren't going to know what you're talking about. I'm like, yeah, you're right though. I think that's great. Wait, what do you mean people aren't going to know it? Because it says the, Dylan? Because they don't know my name? Right. Well, and they like, will. All right, we're going to go for it. It felt <laughs> right. It felt <laughs> right. Okay. That was your, that was your gut. Let's yeah. do it. Let's okay, see. okay. <laughs> All right. This is an episode of Talks and Sips. Chilling with Dylan. Scene one, take one. All right, guys. Um, I haven't been in this room in a while, and it's uh, and it shows. Uh, <laughs> so here we go. Welcome to Talks and Sips, where fun <laughs> is the best chaser. I am your host, Jay Fox, helping you learn and laugh along the way. I've, you know, while you go through your ebbs and flows this week, who knows what you're dealing with? Uh, grab your favorite bevies and get ready to hear some informationally funny four one one on today's show. What's up? What's up, dude? Uh, not that much. Uh, you want to small talk me, or you want to? What do you want to talk about today? I don't know. I, I just found this place. I, you, you just stumbled in here. I just stumbled in here. Really? Do you own this place? There's like two. Do Hell no, I don't own this place. I ain't got that kind of money. Okay. Well, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. It's. it's yeah. No, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hof um. Hopefully, we don't go to jail for being in here. Oh uh, yeah. I Would don't this know. be considered trespassing? I don't know, but we've been here for an hour setting up, and nobody's come in yet, so I think we're good. I don't. I don't think anybody cares. Yeah, okay. parking enforcement's outside. Maybe There's, they'll come in. Holy moly, there was a squadron out there. There's mm -hmm. <laughs> a parade going on. It's a, yeah, it's a sad parade. People love parades. Anyway, at one point, <laughs> comics were poets. Did you know that? Comics were poets. Comics were once poets. Okay. Okay, so when tragedy and comedy arose, poets wrote one or the other, according to their natural bent, of course. Those of the graver sort who might previously have been inclined to celebrate the actions of the great in epic poetry. So like, yes, my mm -hmm. sir, give me a name, any name. Charlie. Sir Charlie is great and epic and he kills boars and da 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 da. But they would always, always, without a doubt, lead to tragedy. Mm -hmm. You know, just like any mm -hmm. any movie you watch, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Right? So apparently that's where the structure came. Uh, so poets of lower type, however, and this is really fucked up that they say, poets of a lower type who had set forth the doings of ignoble, is ignoble, mm -hmm. such a weird word ignoble in incentives turned into what does ignoble mean i actually looked yeah, this up i don't know what that means it's such a funny word ignoble watch 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 ignoble. ignorance of some it's sort? not honorable in character ah, or purpose okay and so basically they would hear or they would write and and what would happen is that they would turn to comedy uh -huh. so instead of grabbing that tragic moment and like making like heroism out of it yeah. it was like Nah, this is dumb. We're dumb. So it was considered not honorable for you to do that. So that's why you were the comedian. I see. Anyway, and just like that, wow, that was the longest quick intro <laughs> walking that we've ever done, <laughs> but that's okay. And just like that, bitches, you have already learned something with us here at Toxin Sips. But before we introduce you to our awesome guest, uh, you guys know I love to do a jingle because it's, it's my weird out dream. Oh my God, one day. You know how the, the basic bitches be like, I'm going to manifest this. I'm going to manifest Weird Al one day in this studio or maybe a better one. Well, we happening. don't know who works here because we, as we established, we just stumbled we into just this stumbled place. Into Weird Al could own this building. What if, what if Weird Al just stumbled in here right what now? What if it's his spirit in me right now? 
for this future jingle. I can see it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Do you have the jingle? I have the jingle. Please hold. It's here on my desktop. You guys, I finally got it. So half the jokes in, in this show have been that like, I have been using the same cute little laptop forever. Uh, this one, mm-hmm. <laughs> this this laptop. And you know, poor guy, he's, he's done his best, but I finally got a better computer. So now I'm like, I think I can retire you. You can be like notes and emails. I don't need to make you a powerhouse editing machine anymore. I brought today with me, I brought my, I don't have it on me on me, it's mm. in my car, but it's a 2014 MacBook Air. <gasps> and it's a struggle bus for I sure. I respect. Yeah, yeah, but it's uh, what what year is that? This is mind? a 2016 MacBook Pro. Yeah, and that, and it's probably still it's slow, it's, right? It's slow, but it, it it's a little machine. Yeah, but it gets you there. The little guy. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> as long as you have something, right? True. You could be using a Windows. Oh, don't come don't come for me, PC people. <laughs> All right, so here we go. This is a jingo. He's a good boy. Came from Maryland. Tells funny jokes. And ask them out too. He's a good boy who's crazy about jesting, loves his fellows. But if you add an extra I in his name, he will fucking kill you. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I thought you were gonna do the version from the live show that you came and saw the, the live show that we did recently or that Wait, I did recently. What? That's that we did the, the cover of that song Holy as shit. a German man singing. She's a good girl. Oh loves Dan Mutter. Loves Jesus. Was that the show that Josh and I went to see Yes, you? it was the one that you remember the carrots sketch. Oh, the carrot sketch made me so happy. Yeah. So I came out oh, at Lord. the end of that sketch. We, well, maybe we should say that I write sketch comedy. Oh That's yeah, who the, are you? I'm, hey I'm guys. A, I do, I write who, sketch who comedy. this guy? In LA, I'm in a sketch comedy team, Elephant Department. Uh, Jess came and saw a show of mine that we put on in May. Uh, it was a great time. And uh, one of the, <laughs> the writers in our team wrote this absurd, surreal sketch about a bunch of sentient carrots who realize that they're going to be thrown into a juicer and they're going to die. They're like, no. They're like, yeah, they're no, and they're German. I don't know why they were German, but it was hilarious. <laughs> they were German. And, uh, <laughs> and, and in an earlier version of the sketch, the writer Jens, he was like, I want it to end with one of the carrots decide, you know, running to freedom to escape the, the juicer to the song. I think it was, yes, I'm changing, Probably. but like a German yeah. version of it. It's so like, <laughs> yes, I, I don't even know how it would work for that. But like, yes, I'm changing. Um, yes, I know. So I don't know. Can't do that. But, <laughs> but the lyrics didn't quite work. So we, we stepped into a studio to record the song. And then we, I, I came up with let's, let's do fr- um, free falling. Cause it was easier to, it was funnier to translate to a that, German accent. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I could do it right now. Wow, let's, <laughs> can we? Yeah, okay. Cool, okay, okay, okay. This, I, if I can remember off the top of my head. I'll just like kind of be your harmonies in the background. Okay, so we changed, just for context, we ended up changing the script. The carrots <laughs> fall to their deaths and then they're spinning around in a the blender, blender as me, German, Tom Lennon, oh geez, what's his name? What's what's the singer's name? And I'm embarrassing myself. Which one? In that, who sings that oh, song? Oh, Tom Petty. Tom Petty. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tom Petty comes out. Uh, Hello, this is me, German Tom Petty. She's a good girl, loves Dime Muter, loves Jesus, and Germany too. She's a carrot, crazy about Elvis, loves horses, 
and they're shots in too. And then there was a second verse, but <sighs> I will refrain. I think. Uh, it gets. I can't, honestly, I don't know if I can remember it. But. Dude, that's amazing. I don't. I don't know why, because it's. I don't really plan too hard when I think of making the guest jingles. I just go, okay, what do I know about them? Yeah, where How did can, you pull that from? I, inside of my soul somewhere okay like oh, yeah, yeah. i just because i'm sure because uh what was it you were with josh yesterday yes and, and i was like i need you to ask him this and this and this he's like he's busy right now i'm like babe ask him <laughs> <laughs> and what were those questions and i was just like i need to know like what what fucking irritates him like where's he from does he have pets what's funny to him? Like, mm -hmm. what's his favorite color? Like the most minute thing, because then I go, okay, I'm gonna write this jingle. <laughs> and, and it's so funny that you pulled that, that you pulled that song. And it's funny because you guys wrote that. Yeah. Well, you guys didn't write, that was Tom Petty, but you guys wrote your version well, for your sketch. Your yeah, Tom, sketch. Tom Schmetty, whatever his <laughs> name was, we, we took the song and made it better. Can I say it, that? It, well, Wait, you had, oops. You had carrots that were dying in a blender. So I would say, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does he have dying carrots? No. 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 He's just talking about, actually, that song is super creepy. Is it? Yeah. No. It, it, well, maybe the music video. Oh, Can I've I tell never, you what happens in the music video? Yeah, because I've never seen it. So Tom Petty is um, peeking in on a 16-year-old girl's <gasps> birthday party oh, as he's singing that, that that song. Very cringe. No. Yeah. No, yeah. that's pedophilia. No, we're not gonna. Mm -mm, nope. That's, I'm not throwing any shade. I'm not gonna. Nope. I'm not. Mm. Anyway, moving on. Moving so on, your so, name is Delion. Okay. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> hey, can I talk to you for a second, Jess? Yeah. Yeah. You want to off camera? Yeah. It's okay. Okay. We're back. We're back. We're, we're back. back. We're back. Okay. Yeah. Did, my name. I, is, I don't appreciate my being name slapped off camera. Oh, okay, if anything was a little tap. Okay. Okay, this is too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, my name <laughs> is Stuart. Yeah, uh, Stuart. Stuart. Okay. Say my name. Say my name. Say my, say name. my name, say my name, if no one is around you. Say, baby, I, I love, love you. If you ain't running game, say my Beyonce say was like, I'm out. We can't. I know, everyone bumps it. It's okay. <laughs> Don't feel bad. Oh, this I, is Dylan's first time, which is crazy because you've been behind the camera. You've been in front of the camera. You've written for the camera. You've been on the stage, but you've never been in a podcast studio I've never space. been in a podcast. Taking a podcast virginity. <laughs> As you said. I'd be taking them from podcast, all the people. What'd you say? Podcast cherry pop? Yeah. Podcast cherry, cherry pop. pop. I, sounds like cherry. a sounds like a soda pop. Are you an energy drinking person? I'm not. No. No. Are you familiar with the brand Alani? No. That's not what I'm drinking today, by the way. And then this is not. What a are you drinking today? I'm drinking. Um, I was thinking about drinking caffeine because you know it's 10 a.m. Mm -hmm. We did discuss maybe making some mimosas. Vodka choices. Vodka, yeah, but we decided mm -mm. that we wanted to save our Sundays. I have a very long day. <laughs> um, I'm sure you do too. I actually am drinking a cold pressed juice mm -hmm. that I picked up from 7-Eleven. Ooh, classy. The one down the street? No, no, this is the one by my house, but I, this is kind of a, a sort of a preamble to, I'm not sponsored by this juice. It's okay. But it's at 7-Eleven and it is one of the healthiest drinks that I have found at anywhere. Anywhere. Oh. Yeah. It is. Can I show this one? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So this is, this is the drink. Cold pressed or uh, cold organic. I know that doesn't mean very much, but cold organic pressed juice 
flash pasteurized. I don't know what that means. Clean and green. Clean and green. I'm I'm stalling, but the let's let's look at the ingredients. It's organic kale juice, organic cucumber juice, organic apple juice, organic spinach juice, organic mint, organic celery juice, organic lemon juice, and then just regular parsley juice. Was this a thirty dollar no, beverage? No, it is <laughs> two for five fifty. And it's all cold pressed, and you have six grams of protein. Mm, it's see, very pulpy, so if you're not a big pulpy person. Not a big pulpy person. Okay, well then let's move on. All right. I'm having, because we are well into basic bitch season, I'm having Ooh. a pumpkin cold brew. Yummy. Yummy. Out of my awesome pothead. My favorite spice girl. You know, I didn't care for the spice babies. I know. Don't come for me. Don't come for me. I just, it wasn't my shit. I was growing up listening to like Alice in Chains, you know, and like, it was Because well, you're into, I, that makes sense. You said earlier you're into horror. I feel mm -hmm. like that, that works. So. so I wasn't like, mm. I let my sisters be into all that. Yeah. Yeah. And you were saying before we started something about how the star has faded, right? Yeah, the and star that, has totally faded. Like accessibility has just become everything. I I, I just mean that. You can hop on Twitch, you can hop on whatever and develop your small pocket yep. of fans. Um, this this conversation had come up because uh, we were discussing like having having like a parent talk to their friends like, oh, I've got a son My in the son industry in and the he's industry. working in the film. And they're like, oh, is he, uh, you know, working? Is he working with Harrison Ford yet or whatever? And yeah, because yeah. they're, they're, their knowledge of the star is almost outdated, right? The further... Further that way you go. To where, were you from Maryland? Maryland. Yeah. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's such a... Well, first of all, how long have you been in LA for? Five years. Um, I came up with a five-year plan, too. Five-year really? plan, and I People don't, did not make it. It's okay. But the pandemic happened. People don't I don't do count that. that year. Yeah. I feel like that was our version of the blip. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That was our blip. We came back two years later, just like, oh, my God. What do we do? What happened? I know, just like this podcast. I was in podcasting before the pandemic. Yeah. It was I, my podcast baby. There were so many like podcast babies creatively. So many, I mean, the podcast, uh, the, the pandemic was, was a lot for, for, you know, many, many different people, of course, but like, uh, a lot of the creative people that I know that were just hold, hold inside. Holding, yeah, they were holding back. They were held inside. You couldn't go out. But I feel like before the pandemic, something crazy happened, right? So we were on this, and I keep saying it's like a rat race out here in LA, especially now, because I've gone to travel in different parts of the world and they have their rhythm. Mm -hmm. um, and I hadn't traveled a lot of the US yet up until last year. And so between last year and this year, I've gone out and, and visited different states. And I was like, wow, how, how have I seen different countries or more countries uh, than I, seen like the states within the, st the, the country I live in mm. right so I was like I need to come in and, and and I feel like a lot of our judgment and a lot of our perception is under the lens of what we see directly on mm -hmm. like on a daily basis absolutely and so if you're not like seeing how the people are living then you can't like have em uh, empathy or even just like space for other opinions mm -hmm. and perspectives right totally. with with that being said you're gonna see a lot less people out there like trying to you know like i said get clout trying to like i'm gonna be famous because of this mm -hmm. right where here it's like every other person's like i'm i'm a this i'm a that like i'm i'm i podcast who doesn't? Mm -hmm. You know what <laughs> right, I mean? Right. Like, but here the difference is that here I feel like there's a lot of impulse um, 
a lot of impulsive decisions that take place mm-hmm. and not a lot, uh, not enough longevity and consistency, right? Because then once you start putting in the work, you're like, oh, this is going to take a lot of my free time. Mm-hmm. Do I want it? The work-life balance ratio, do I want to give that to this? I mm-hmm. don't know. And that's why a lot of creative projects fall out here too. Yeah. Um, but does that mean, all right, if the star is fading, which it is, right? Because mm-hmm. there's so many ways to be popular, to be hired on, like mm-hmm. TikTok famous now, YouTube famous, Instagram famous, like... These people are, you know, the one I think of the most is, uh, is it Paul Logan who has a podcast? Paul, the Logan Paul. Or is it Lo- Lo- Logan, Logan Paul, Paul, the Paul brothers, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. Okay, I don't see how much I care. Suicide Forest. That, like, I, I don't <laughs> you, know if I, I shouldn't say that. You can, I mean, you can bring it up. I mean, he went to He's somewhere. He's just a sketchy he person. Right. Did but some, like, is he going to eventually come out in a movie? Probably. Probably. He has. Made some really like low budget stuff that I don't know. Right. I don't know. So anyone and everyone can kind of make shit as long as you have a camera and like it's done well. Yes. Sometimes it doesn't even have to be done well and no. it like does well. It's no. so bizarre. All this accessibility too, I think the the goal should always be to just make what you want to make with people that you like making it right. with. And the pursuit of fame is just I don't I don't know. I'm I don't i do not want to Get on a soapbox or anything. It's okay. It's okay. It's the part, it's having a medium to be yourself, to express yourself, but to be authentic. And Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. that's the biggest part. Like, do what you want, but like, be yourself and be real about it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And don't, don't go out like stealing people's shit, Mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, there's just, there's many ways to be creative. Um, and if you're doing it for the right reasons and it should just be fun and everything else comes with it, I think on the back end, Mm -hmm. but if you're pursuing it to become like, I don't know, fucking Yeah, whatever your end goal is, it's also you're never gonna achieve that. We talked about five-year goals. I moved out here with a five-year goal. And what's more important is that you have that goal and that you're doing something towards that goal. Mm -hmm. And you're not probably going with a five-year goal, 10-year goal, whatever, you're not gonna reach that. Or if you do, fantastic. But you're, it's the point of of having- It's the journey of getting there. And it's every step along the way. Um, Authenticity is what's gonna draw people in more than anything else no matter what you're doing if it's drama if it's comedy or whatever if you can like sit there stand on stage look at the audience or stand in front of a camera and like look into somebody else's eyes and act and feel that energy with that person and and really push the cameras out so (laughs) um like i moved out with this very limited perspective of what the film industry was uh it was not that way at all constantly failed and you just adjust and, and hold that goal in your mind when you go to bed, when you wake up in the morning, and then you go to work and you just, you sit and you be present and you make what you're making and yeah. you have that creativity or just work authentic, authentically mm-hmm. with the person in front of you. And that you're creating a, a certain type of energy and that's what will really draw people in more than, I don't know, it's just the pursuit of fame. It's like being present. It's like meditation. It's like, you can't think I'm going to be present now. Yeah. Like, you know? Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I think that's that's great. I love that you're saying that, you know, you got to be present. You got to be present. Because I, I feel like on my end, I fail at that often. Not necessarily. I, I used to operate very autopilot-ish. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like that anymore. I've found myself many times to operate on autopilot in the past oh, yeah. when I was not really self-aware. And now I'm like, okay. Uh, I really want to get to this place in my goal. And I feel like that that comes from, because we learn things as kids, you know? And so we have to retrain our minds as adults if there's like toxic things that we mm-hmm. carry, right? Mm-hmm. As kids that we learned. Mm-hmm. And so for me, since I was a kid, I'm like, I need to do this. I need to do that. Like I've always had this mindset of like, I need to hit this milestone. I, and it's like, 
bitch, just enjoy the journey. Yeah. Like it's fine. Like mm-hmm. you're, it's cool. If mm-hmm. you get there, cool. If you don't, cool. But just mm-hmm. do your best and enjoy the journey, right? Mm-hmm. And so I love that you're saying that because it's like be present because it almost feels like for me, like, oh, okay, yeah, he's right. Like, bitch, be present. <laughs> like, be present. And, and so there's times, and this sounds really silly. But, the, like, but a positive. Oh, go yeah. On, go on. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, in the morning, I'm like, all right, I'm brushing my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm thinking about stuff. I'm at the gym. This fucking sucks, but I'm here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just fight through, but you got to be kind to yourself, too. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, when you, you said, um, uh, what did you say? You were like, get through it you're like oh, god damn it um like just get through it just get through it like be present be present um but that's only in an encouraging way like mm-hmm. you can't do it you can't be hard on yourself because it's you're never gonna be present all the time it's just never gonna happen you're that, gonna be yeah. pulled out of the moment all the time and you just have to so many nudge yourself back you just have to nudge yourself back especially mm-hmm. nowadays with and with the mind that i have adhd well, adhd yeah, is but- out the window now <laughs> i heard is it? Is it? I is think it so. I think it's just a inappropriate? spectrum. No, I don't know about inappropriate, oh. but it's just now a lot of mental health stuff is moving to a spectrum system instead of like you have ADHD, which is a version of ADD or whatever. You have ADD. It's a version of this hyper whatever. It's one thing that you have a spectrum of. And even ADD is completely, it's a complete misnomer because it's not an attention deficit issue. It's an attention control issue. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah. That makes total sense, actually. Because you, you have it too? Is that? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. No, well, I just think I'm high energy. Well, I'm constantly like pulled. And that's where I start operating on autopilot is when there's just like a million things going on. It's like on. sensory overload. Sensory overload. And you just kind of smile and wave, get through it and just you know, whatever, and, and it's tough to get out of that cycle. Um, and it, and it's easy to be hard on yourself and try and slap yourself in the face and be like, be present, be present. But I want to, sh- it's funny that you're saying slap yourself because later on I'm going to Because earlier you I slapped you off camera. Off camera, that, which I, it's still going to hurt, but you know what? It's fine, it's fine. Maybe I deserved it. Well, what's the one, two, three? So we t- you know, there's, I slapped you and then I said slap. So what's the third button? Oh, the third button, button, I'll show you later. Wait, you just brought up another slap? Yeah. Oh, you're going to slap me back. No, I'm showing you a slap. Okay, show me the slap. No, I'm going to show it to you later. What the heck? Just wait for it. Stop. Be patient. Uh, But I really want to hear about how you decide uh, as a boy from Maryland to come to California, probably by yourself, probably with a little bit of money. Who knows? And like, how's your mom react to that? And like, what, what kind of like what encourages being out here with like the crazy people? I have a piece of ice in my mouth. That's okay. Wait, do it for the ASMR people. Okay. Uh, well, I gotta get another piece of ice. I can't do it. So you asked me, uh, how did I move out here? Yeah, like you came out here five years ago, didn't meet your five-year plan, which is totally cool. Uh, that's Jesus, okay. Crunchy crunch. <laughs> Sorry. Captain Crunch over there. First time on a podcast, I'm doing everything you shouldn't do. It's okay. We left. We left camera. We did leave we camera. Left, we left our headset. And it's like, and some people just listen to this, so it's confusing. It's just going to be a gap. Probably. Like, Why is there no, what? You have to release two versions. This is my plan just to get more exposure to nah, different versions. Nah, we don't do that here. You know what time? Nah. Okay. Nah, I got a full-time job outside of this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, to answer your question, why did I move out here? I always loved film. Just always super fascinated with film. One of my favorite movies. I'm not like a Nolan bro you know christopher nolan <laughs> yep, bro yep. type but no Memento, you're uh, what what's the guy who does um fuck. edgar wright no 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 someone who 
The one who does all the Transformers movies. Michael Bay? You're about to compare me No, to I'm Bay. not comparing you to Michael Bay, but I was going to make the joke like, you're like, I lived in Maryland. I love films, especially the Michael Bay ones that go boom. <laughs> 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 I was so inspired. I had to be there for that. What if that's, uh, I should, yeah, let's just rehearse that. So yeah, I came, I'm a boy from Maryland. I really just love film and I love Michael Bay's movies, the ones that go boom. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Did you watch Ambulance? Oh my God. No, Ambulance. It was bad. Ambulance. It was. Oh, was it? Why was, why was it bad? I don't want to talk about it. Okay, let's let's forget about it. Or, I was talking about Christopher Nolan, who's, who makes some good movies, some good movies. Mm-hmm. Memento, love that movie. Mm-hmm. Love its complexity. I love high concept stuff. But I had never, except for in middle school, made a couple of like really bad Star Wars movies with my buddies, you know, in the backyard and stuff like that. Bad just because middle school. But I have the DVDs. I got to go back and watch them. (laughs) Um, And, uh, but I didn't have any experience. And honestly, I was just lazy when it came to college applications. And I heard um, a buddy of mine talked about this, about JMU, which is a college in Harrisonburg, Virginia, that that their dad went there. And I was like, oh, sure. I looked it up. They have a musical theater program because I come from a background of musical theater and, oh, yeah. and doing live theater. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, I'll audition for this school. And it was the only school I auditioned for music, as a musical theater, theater major. And I got accepted. I was arguably the worst in the class, musical theater-wise, because I had no experience. Like the first class that I walked into, I had to sing a song. I sang through a little bit of it, and then I was I didn't know how to read sheet music, and I just like oh, the pianist is playing no. and I just like turned to my teacher and I was like, I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing. And no. the whole class was just like, this guy does not know what he's doing. They're like, it's cause he's tall, huh? You guys let him in the program cause he's tall? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> tall problems. <laughs> <laughs> like tall elitism. I hate it, I hate it. They just uh, give yeah, me just shit for I'm free. Tall, right? Cause I'm six, well, tall three, six two, six three? Six two. <laughs> oh, it's just such a hard life up here. So hard. <laughs> The clouds. The clouds. I, I get can't so see. lightheaded. <laughs> the f- smog in LA floats right in my. I mean, when you walked in here, you almost stepped on me. It was rude. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> and then I was just struggling in the theater program. wasn't wasn't really finding my niche there as much. But I loved the people there. And uh, I through like a Facebook group heard about a short film that somebody had to recast. They recast a role. I did my first short film, and it clicked for me. Like I was stepped on that set. And I was like, you this knew, is what I want to do. You knew when camera angles were like, I'm sorry, you knew when cameras were like pointing at you, you know, how to block the room. Like you understood all that immediately no. or? Okay. No, 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 that's not what I mean. It clicked in the sense I was like, I love this. Oh, and I this see. is what I want to do. No, I, I didn't know anything. And, and the journey of my acting on camera has been like this. That first film I did, I did, I did pretty well. I think maybe because of my lack of experience, I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing, you know, whatever. But then I started getting my head and I started doing more short films and then you get onto a set and you're like, camera, 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 camera. Yeah. Okay, now I'm gonna be sad. (laughs) (laughs) So I have some like cringe short films out there, but yeah, you know, um, it's part of the journey. (laughs) And uh, did I did three, maybe four short films in college, junior and senior year. And then through that met a couple people that were gonna move out to LA. Mm -hmm. And the three of us, I drove out pretty much by myself from Maryland to LA. Um, and then they had already moved out and the three of us lived together for the first 
year, two years. Uh, how, how was your family? What was your family's response to that? Like, you're crazy. Like, go get it, son. Like, how does that even? What? Oh, they replaced me. Oh, there's a whole. With a dog. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. No, yeah, that I, it, it also, I think it helped that I had <laughs> a good jumping off point, mm-hmm. <laughs> like from graduating college. I just was, I've also been very, always very determined. Yeah. And you like, didn't seem aimless to them. No, it was not aimless at all. Yeah. Like I was just like, this feels right to me. And I was able to like look my parents in the eye and be like, I'm doing this. And they were, a few of the conversations were like, why not New York? Like you studied musical theater, go to New York. That's where all the theater is. Or go to Chicago, that's where the theater is. And I was just like, I don't know. I just feel like this is the right call. And they're like, okay, we're gonna get a dog and replace you. And he's gonna get your room. And you know what, we're not even gonna call you anymore. This is easier, just just go. I would, yeah, and I, I would come back and visit and my bed would just be covered in fur. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I also have three younger sisters. Oh. My three younger sisters is an older half brother. So I have a lot of siblings, so it wasn't, I think when you're, if you're an only child or you've like two kids yeah, in the family, a there's a little bit more of like a, no, don't go no. that far away. Yeah. But FaceTime and all this technology. Where technology is incredible these days. It's great. It's great. <laughs> Look at this room. Um, okay. So that's awesome. And so now you've been here for five years and you end up with a sketch comedy group. You end up writing some stuff. I think yeah. you, you filmed some stuff recently. Yeah, what's, we did. What's, what's all that? Okay. Well, How do you even link up with these people? How did I link up with these people? Um, so most of them come from USC. One of the people in the group was at JMU in Virginia. Oh, wow. And then they knew somebody in the group a couple years back and then through that got into the group. And then through her, I stage managed one of their live shows very last minute and that's kind of how I met all of them. Awesome. And at that point, I had already been writing my own sketch material. Um, Something happened 2019, summer 2019. It was two years that I had been out in LA. By that point, you know, I had gone through the like, I'm in a new city mm-hmm. struggle bus of like, <laughs> I don't even know what south of Wilshire means. And then watched, <laughs> of all things, watched um, I Think You Should Leave by Tim Robinson, his his show. Yeah. Are you familiar? Yeah, Josh, of course. <laughs> well, it's ridiculous. It's an absurd comedy <laughs> show. And I was like, this is this is ridiculous. This is I love it. This is ridiculous. I can do this. And at that point I had established enough relationships with people and enough people who also wanted to make their own stuff. I just sort of fell into comedy. I did not think that that's what I wanted to do. I grew up watching like Breaking Bad. And I was like, I want to be Jesse. I want to be I like, want to be, yeah. I want to be a serious actor. Um, but comedy is just easier to produce and I don't have like connections in this industry. So yeah. it's just easier to make that stuff. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I had, already been working on comedy from 2019 to through the pandemic made a pandemic web series comedy pandemic web series pandemic baby made it all all in the apartment and stuff like that Love it. and then last summer the group had some the group i'm in now had some changeover they were looking for new members and one of the people in the group that knew me was like hey you should apply so i sent in five sketches sent in my acting reel which it, it's just, it's so, I don't know if serendipitous is the right word, but it was so, I don't know, clandestine. I don't know what it is, but it's just like, when I moved out here, I had no comedy material yeah in a reel or it anything like that. It wasn't even like your shit at no, the time. No, at yeah. all. And then I even remember like the first or second year that I was out here, I was like, oh, now I have one sketch and I had like a comedy reel, which was just one scene. By the time I submitted for this group, I had like, you know, a three minute reel of four or five comedic things that I had produced um, with, other people outside of that group. Yeah. I'm more curious about 
how one learns how to start writing a sketch, how you, you, you had to gain that skill set somewhere in that five-year span. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been able to get into this group. So how does that come about? Th there was no format when, we, when I had started. There was no, like, I, I didn't know what structure was. I didn't really know, like, what a screenplay format writing-wise looked like. So mm -hmm. the first sketch that I had written out here um, and produced was when my buddy moved out, we were just sitting in the kitchen, joking. We came up with this funny joke. Like, let's write this, it's absurd, let's write this, pull up a Google Doc, and then we just went line by line on a Google Doc. Like, oh, okay. this is your line, this is my line, this is your line, this is my line. That's just how it started. It was just like, jump straight to making the content. All that other stuff will come with time, uh, and it did. And, and now I know how to format a sketch better. Like, the first year or two that I was writing sketches, sketches, most of my sketches were like six or seven minutes, which oh. are terrible for YouTube, terrible for like too watchability, long. too long, overwritten, mm -hmm. arguably. And I don't know, just sticking with it, once you kind of develop, develop the habit, then you can challenge yourself and go, okay, I'm gonna learn something new, I'm gonna learn how to format this better, and um, yeah. But to answer your question about how does it go, how do I go from drama to comedy, I think, I don't, I, this is like unpacking a, a lot. I don't know, but um, I think trauma, like just needing to, di mm. to digest the, the trauma. Yeah. Um, uh, there's just a lot in my life that has happened growing up and then um, had just a crazy 2019, a lot of stuff just kind of piled up to a point where I was in LA for two years at that point. I was like, I really am not doing I'm not trying, I'm not really meeting that five year goal yeah. right now. I need to. Yeah, to come to Goad moment, to come to you. Coming, come to, coming you to the creative, coming to Muse moment. Yeah. Um, Muse. Um, ah, <laughs> uh, needed to uh, just make something. Like I just had to make something. Um, and I don't know why comedy, that it was just easier to produce um, and probably easier for people to watch. And I didn't have yeah. contacts out here. So it was like, I need to just make stuff and turn it over. You just need to make content, turn it over. Mm -hmm. I could spend a year on a drama or I could spend a month on a co comedic sketch yeah. and put it out. And I feel like with comedy, people are a lot more forgiving. It's a lot more palatable. People want to laugh, mm -hmm. right? When it comes to drama, it's like we're a little bit more um, picky. Yeah. We, it has to be precise to mm -hmm. us. Um, and if it's not, then we're like, what is this garbage? Mm -hmm. You know, we're, mm -hmm. uh, we're harsher in our judgment. I think when, yeah. if it's not like easy to digest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So on a technical element too, like we can make a, a comedic sketch that has a ter like terrible sound, which were some of the first ones that I'd worked on. And even some of the ones that I do now, mm -hmm. just sound is a whole other deal that you need to to figure out and have a good sound guy. And I'm sure you know, sound is expensive on a film shoot. Absolutely. Because it's like, just a very specific thing and it has to be correct. Like you if it's not correct, people dude aren't gonna buy just it. just there for hours holding a pole with the mic on the other end. You think we'd figure that one out by now? But, you think, you would but think. we're still here. <laughs> we're still here, we're still paying them $500 a day. Yep. Something like that. Yep. Um, <laughs> so with comedy, it's people. You're right. People are more forgiving. Like you can ha you can watch a comedic sketch where the sound quality isn't quite right. Yeah. But if you try to make something dramatic and, and the sound quality sound isn't right. there, you're completely disconnected, and people are you're taken out of the story. You mm -hmm. can't get sad. You can't get angry. You can't feel whatever emotion they want you to. Con you know the the emotion that's being conveyed. You can't like absorb it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is something that you feel goes underappreciated with what you guys do? 
as sketch um, comedy writers or that people just don't understand or that you would like to make people privy to. It's not all, it's <laughs> not <laughs> all, yeah, it's not all laughs and games <laughs> all the time. We have meetings every week and our meetings are filled with a lot of fun and games or like fun and games, just improv with one another. Like yeah. we are all like to have fun and laugh with one another. We get down to business. It is business. It's, it's, it's sort of surreal. Cause like we're, we will have very serious conversations about like, did this joke work or did this, or like when we tried to um, make the carrots sketch, do we really think that people are going to buy that Tom Petty is going to walk out and be German? Yeah. It's like, ridiculous conversations but in a very like serious business format I and that <laughs> makes total sense because you're opening yourself up to constructive criticism which is really yeah. scary mm -hmm. because you're like you know i have it here where people are like hey I, you know my sisters i'm like you said i i'm also one out of i'm one out of six right so i have three older sisters who look at me like you're insane and two little brothers that are like yeah, you're weird. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Especially because none of them work in entertainment. Yeah. And so, yeah, they're like, so one of them, she's like, I've been listening. I think you, you have to stop saying like so much. And you're just like, ah, oh, I just did it. God <laughs> damn it. So, and different things like that, but you need that, right? You yeah, need the absolutely. correction because sometimes there's a perspective on the outside that you're not getting. Mm -hmm. And so it helps. It's mm -hmm. helpful. It just kind of hurts your ego a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so in that way, I think it's really funny because you guys are writing the stuff and people think, oh, they're just having a good time all the time. Like, no, there's preparation, there's repetition, mm -hmm. there's like, oh, this isn't going to land, you know, and then you have to kind of take that like, oh, I thought I was funny. I guess I'm not that funny. You have to get past that right? quickly. Yeah. <laughs> you just move on and just make another sketch. Wow. That thought crosses my mind every meeting, oh. every meeting that, I, that I'm in is just like, all right. Pitch, pitch this idea. And they're like, mm. they're like, nah, it's not, no, I don't like it. And I'm like, but I wrote this for an hour or two last <laughs> night and I thought it was hilarious. And like, mm, you're not as funny as you think. You're like, I know, but I'm trying. Yeah. <sighs> I love that. I love that because it's so honest and pure and it's only going to help you get better. Yeah, absolutely. It's not math. Like you're making something creative. You're pulling something that doesn't exist into existence. Mm -hmm. And when you're on a team, we have eight people on our team that are performers and then two writers that write for us. Oh, um, nice. You have to, you have to accept that. I, I don't know. It's just like, you're not, you're not going into a meeting and being like, here are the statistics. Like you can't, and something you can't really argue with. You can't argue with statistics, but you have a creative vision that you're trying to create from nothing. And so you're going to get a ton of pushback. You have to be receptive to that. You have these very serious conversations of like, I think this is really funny. And then the person just be like, oh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think that that's good. And you can't argue with that. Right. You can't argue with that. You just have to go, okay, they just don't think it's funny. All right. On to the next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's okay. I'm going to be real cringe real quick. Do it. Um, there's a quote that a, well, okay. There's a quote from, I can't remember his name. He's a, some sort of theater, big theater guy. Uh, which was just dared to fail gloriously because you're daring to put yourself out there. Um, I, I don't even know if I love that phrase because it almost feels like the goal is to fail, which <laughs> should not be the goal. The goal is not to fail, but you're, you're daring to put yourself out there. You know, you might fail and it's going to be glorious when you do I because you put it. it all out there. I love that for him. <laughs> I love for that us. for the theater world. The theater world. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. It's, it's really cool, man. That's so cool. 
All right. I love to do this. I love to look at different things on the internet because I feel like the internet is just a gift that keeps on giving. Uh, totally. It, it could be hecka evil and it could be <sighs> yeah. malicious place if you're- You, you like Bo Burnham's Inside? No. Seen it? Mm -mm. You haven't seen it? No. Okay, well you gotta check it out. Yay! But I was just listening this. to his song on the internet, which you have to listen to, but- you Send me a link, it. send me a link, send I'm me I'm sure links. many people that are listening to this right now know it. Good. Welcome to the internet. Have a look around. <laughs> it's kind of haunting. It's a creepy, it's kind of a horror Can song, we put honestly. it? Can we put it like in a haunted house maybe? <gasps> you absolutely could. Ooh. An internet-based haunted house? Yeah. Whoa. Wow, we're pitching this. Wow. Universal, we need a spot in the back lot for this. You need to grant this right now. That's totally not too broad of a concept. No, not at all. It's not niche. I mean, what is it? It's lacking in niche, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you like the internet. I like the internet and here's the internet to you, my friend. And so I always think like, how do you, how do you like hold your composure? So we're just gonna watch a few clips of really funny moments in, in uh, scenes that obviously were edited out to keep you in the story. And in this case, we have. My daddy want to call a bullet by his bare hand. No bullshit. <laughs> yo, yo, George! What's up? The, what's these movies are my favorite, by the way. What's good with you, B? Hmm? What's good with you, B? What's really good, baby? Huh? What's good with you, man? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's Kevin Hart's physical comedy here. Yeah, Kevin Hart's very physical. And he's so tiny and yeah. so fun. But, like, how, how do you keep, when it's so funny like that in the moment, how do you keep it together to stay in the scene? That's funny you ask that because I was so bad at that as an actor, even with drama, because I would be in a scene and it would be surreal to me. I would, I was way too in myself, if oh. that makes sense. So like one of the common lessons that you learn in acting school is what what is acting? And there's many, obviously many answers to that, but one of the answers was acting is reacting, oh. which is, means you're putting your, your focus on your partner and you're trusting your partner. And so, I approached acting for a long time um, from the perspective of like, or you know, comedy or whatever. From like, I just need to express myself. I need to express myself. Like, I I want to put myself out there to perform or whatever. It's a common like kind of first place place to start as a performer. This is uh, acting one hundred and one. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it, well, it is, and I think that's totally fine. It's like that's a common place to start. But you put yourself you put yourself into these scenes, and I would break all the time oh, no. because I would be thinking. I am this character as I'm performing, you know? Isn't, so that's not what you're supposed to do? No, 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 you, you, absolutely not. You, you can do all this research wow. before jumping into a role of like, okay, I'm gonna play this like, in this scene, I'm gonna play yeah. this like guy with the hoodie and the like, I'm he's the swag or what, it's fake Eminem vibe mm -hmm. or whatever. You can do all that prep, but then as soon as you step on set, you don't wanna be like here going, I am this guy, I am this guy, I am this oh, guy. Oh, I because see. Then, all of a sudden Kevin Hart's jumping on you. Yeah. You did not expect that to happen. And you're in here instead of going- In your mind. In your mind, you're, you're, you're stuck up here and you're like, oh my God, Kevin Hart's on me. <laughs> I'm an actor and Kevin Hart just jumped on me. And you're this breaking- This is hilarious. And then you're breaking and it's over. Uh, in that situation, how you hold your composure, yeah. and it's not always successful. Like I break all the time when people improv and do crazy shit, but how you hold your composure is, you do all that work beforehand. I'm Eminem. I'm Eminem. I'm, I'm this Eminem. character. Whatever you you know, whatever. <laughs> it's, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Kevin Hart jumps on you, 
and you're putting all of your focus on Kevin Hart. Oh. You're not thinking of yourself. You're putting that focus on what the fuck? Why are you what on the me right get now? Get the fuck off me. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, get the shit, like, yeah. fuck you, man. Like, get off me. <laughs> and that's how you come and back. And that's how you, yeah, that's how you hold it. Um, there's also, also, I will say, internal breaks are not always external breaks. Okay, because yeah. Because I'll be acting in, in some sort of sketch or whatever. On film, on stage, every sketch, when there's an improv or whatever, I, I will probably break internally. Like, I'm doing this, we're doing the scene, how we've rehearsed it, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then all of a sudden, Kevin Hart jumps on me and there's that brief moment of like, I'm an actor, I'm playing this character. <sighs> Kevin Hart jumped on me. Oh my God, what do I do? How do I play this correctly? Right. And you just have to immediately throw that away. But it happens every time. And you have, and if you can throw it away quickly, quickly. The, the camera and the audience will not catch it. Oh my goodness. Because it's here and you're just like, if you just hold your face, hold your composure. Right now I'm thinking, Oh shit, Kevin Hart just jumped on me. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, throw it away. Kevin Hart, get the fuck off me. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I love it. And that was quick. That was like less than a second. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. People don't catch that. Mm, the magic of editing. And is it in your eyes? Is, are your eyes telling the truth? Eye contact is really helpful. <laughs> Check this out. Back to the bloopers. Hey, do you want to get uh, dinner tomorrow night? Late? You were going to say late. Well, That's I was over hoping. for you. It is, isn't it? I'll have dinner with you though. Should we? Yeah. Can you get me late? She's <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not, it's not the line. Yeah, that's interesting because oh, here Jim Carrey just threw the scene out the window. He didn't care. He didn't care. I mean, he's Jim Carrey, but he's just like, you were about to say late. And so in that, in that situation, he ended the scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like- he, uh, wasn't, he wasn't continuing that character in that moment. He was just like, hey, you want to get late? I mean, dinner? You were about to say late. Which is very funny. Like the scene is over because it's you, you said the wrong line. But anyway. All right. Here's the here's the one. Get that golden jet. Right, here we go. <laughs> so I'm like, you. He just he just Jim carried right there. He yeah, just literally yeah. that he was. <laughs> Yeah, there's another scene. Have you seen Breaking Bad? Mm -hmm. Okay, so you know when Walter, in like season two, he has all this money and his guilt gets to him and he throws all the money into the fire? You yeah. remember this? Yes. He like throws it and he's like, I'm done with this. And he's staring at the fire and the money's burning and he catches himself. He's like, what, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? And then he grabs the money and, and save his it. hands on fire. He's like, ah, and he throws it into the water and stuff like that. And then his sleeve catches on fire. So if you like pause that scene, you can see he's got a human looking fire glove oh, fine. but it's moving fast enough that you can't tell right um and then he jumps in the water and there's a blooper where the scene had ended right the scene's over and as an actor you can kind of feel that it's like an improv like you can feel when the swipe done. scene is over you can feel that in a dramatic scene you can feel that wherever that like it's over and then past that point you'll have stuff like that so in this scene with uh with brian cranston he like comes out of the water and his hand glove at that point had like deteriorated because of the water and the fire and yeah. it was like melting and falling off of his real hand. And so he just like jumped in the water and like saved the money and uh, comes out of the water. Oh my God! <laughs> ah! And the whole crew breaks. And uh. my point is like, yeah, The Rock did a Jim Carrey or whatever where you know as an actor the scene is over. over. Like. 
and in that case, like in that case, it wasn't over because anybody did anything wrong. It was over because lights went out. He's gone to bed. I assume that's in the film where they would cut. Yeah. And so or, he did a little add on to to add fun to the set because that's what we're here to do. Just yeah, yeah. It's not just business. It's it can be fun. It's it can be fun. That's if you're not having fun, what are you doing? Can I can I tell you an example from a sketch that I did recently? Absolutely. So I do. In addition to Elephant Department, another I also worked with Cracked. If you're familiar with that YouTube channel, um, they we we do these sketches called uh, Blank for twenty dollars. It'll be like Game of Thrones for twenty dollars. So this one that we did recently, and the whole bit is that we recreate a scene from a scene or like a movie trailer for twenty dollars, and so it's like all really low budget oh looking my and, Lord, and jokey. That is incredible. <laughs> it's really they're really funny, <laughs> um, and we did. Uh, Game of Thrones for twenty dollars, and it was the red wedding scene, and I played what? Catelyn Stark. Um, no, yeah. not cat. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was. It had. I had cat ears on, and it was um, very, <laughs> very silly because I don't look anything like Catelyn. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> but there's uh, there's the scene. She's in in Game of Thrones. She's talking to Roose, and Roose is giving her a look that's like, shit's about to go down, mm. and she's like trying to suss it out. She's like, what, what? is happening? Um, Bitch, what? And so so we had a, a, a bit where I was playing Catelyn and I would look over and I was like, oh, oh Roos, you've barely touched your flamed man witch. I don't really know what the joke was there, to be honest, I, but that's, I, I, it was very funny and uh, uh, that's the, the take we used, but I did an improv with the actor, a good buddy of mine. Um, and I was like, what, what's wrong, Roos? You've barely touched your man meat. Because he had like just a cheap plate of just like canned meat uh, as our dinner for this twenty dollars sketch, right? Because it's twenty dollars. Because it was twenty dollars, um, and the actor immediately broke. We did like two or three times, and he broke every time. But you were doing this voice, yeah. Now I go, what the hell, asshole? Yeah, I was doing this voice. <laughs> I was doing this voice. I tried not to do it too feminine, I suppose. Like I didn't want it to be. I didn't want the joke to be that I'm a guy playing a woman. I see. I wanted to play Catelyn. Um, and Catelyn has this sort of uh, very stoic vibe to her, like hmm, Jon Snow. How dare you? How dare you? You know, I don't know. I, it's been a while since <laughs> You're seen the show. And me, <laughs> as we said, it was uh, for twenty dollars. Am I a good Catelyn? I think no. so. Oh, thank you. You gotta own it, baby. You gotta <laughs> own it. You were great with your cat ears. You said with cat ears. I love it. I love it. You you embodied Catelyn Stark. <laughs> I think I'm really selling your audience on watching this. I, I think you are. You, who doesn't want to watch a man in cat ears being, being uh, sus, sus? Is, is that what you said? You know, sussing out? Sussing out. Is the that situation? what the kids say? Yeah, sussing no, out. No, it is what they say. Or it's like, this is sus. So Catelyn Stark was like, this is sus. Yeah. You're not touching your man meat. Okay, 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 I gotta ask you. And and I used to ask a lot of people, like I used to ask a question at the end of the show back in the day and I no longer ask these questions because uh, I retired. So what is, you know, what would you like more people to talk and sip about? I'm gonna go with my gut on this one. And if it's not, it's it's more along the serious lines. That's okay. Um, per our conversations throughout this discussion mm -hmm. uh, about being present and enjoying the ride, the journey is more important than the destination, having a five-year plan and not having it quite pan out the also, way that you want to. how comedy flourishes because of tragedy. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. Um, we should 
be a more emotionally in touch society. And I feel like LA, the people that I know out here are more in touch with that. I don't know about, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think at least just what I see on the internet, maybe it's just fear mongering. I'm not sure, but there's a hesitancy to have these deeper conversations um, about, about your emotions and like about the trauma that you're experiencing. There's a lot of fear, understandably that like, you're not going to be able, you're not in a safe environment to talk through these things. Um, and I'm, I feel very grateful that I, I have a, some good friends that I can like talk about these things um, with them. But I, I think also therapy, like go to therapy because there is so much benefit to paying someone to be objective in your life uh, who's not involved. They're, they're paid to listen to your whatever. I'm, I was going to say the word bullshit, but it isn't bullshit. It's like what you're experiencing. It's yeah. what you're experiencing. It's, it's your life. And even with friends, I think that there's always going to be a line. You know, like maybe, maybe not. Maybe you have amazing friends who will like listen through all of your, all of your stuff, but having someone that you can check in with like every couple of weeks and just dump everything onto is so freeing. Um, so if you, if you don't have therapy accessible, try and find that close group, group of friends and maybe even just pull your friend aside and say like, Hey, can I talk to you about this seriously like yeah. I this is you know I'm feeling this way and I don't really know what to do about it and I just need to talk to somebody about it and I'm not even necessarily looking for advice yeah or perhaps. solution yeah yeah establishing that too like I think there's also this anxiety of like you're putting pressure on the other person or the other person is like oh man like and this has happened to me when somebody's coming to me with some sort of issue uh or whatever they're experiencing and I'm like man how do I fix this for them oh, I want yeah. I want to help them yeah um, but sometimes people don't need the help. Sometimes people just need someone to listen. Someone to listen because they just need to. They just need a soundboard. They just need to put it out there. Yeah. Um, and it once helps. it's out, then yeah. It, and it's out and it's clear. Yeah. It helps bring clarity and it's like not just chaos in your mind. Yeah. In, in a cave, if you will, of thoughts, right? Um, and then that friend, just by listening, you're. It's. It's like you can also read body language. I, I feel when you're expressing yourself to people. Yeah. And and honestly, like again, physical comedy is sometimes a lot more funny than you know stand-up comedy for that same reason because mm-hmm. you're not being told something. Mm-hmm. You're interpreting uh, that expression, that physical expression. So when you're when you can find people in a safe environment and a good safety network of people who love yeah. you, who uh, who are unconditional to you, but also like, we'll keep it real with you. Even if it is that moment where you're like venting and you're like, Hey, and just, I'm going to put it out there that I don't really, I'm not looking for a solution right now because mm-hmm. I'm not in a place to solve mm-hmm. this right now. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you could just listen to me and if, if you have the emotional bandwidth to take my, yeah. my dump right now, yeah, yeah. my emotional dump, then I'd appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes honestly, like they'll listen to you. And I've had this, ha- I've had it happen personally where it's like, their body's reacting to what I'm saying. And that sometimes is, is like something you, it's palatable. It's something that you can take with you later. And you're like, Mm -hmm. they did kind of twitch a little. So maybe, maybe this isn't the course of action in this said area. Yeah. I mean, maybe they're not the right person too. Like if they, if yeah, you might be able to read that their, their bandwidth isn't wide enough. Yeah. But also too, if you're in that position where somebody's coming to you with their trauma or whatever that they need to dump, Mm -hmm. um, uh, I think a really good tool as well. If you're feeling that kind of like 
what do I do here? Like, I, I want to be good to my friend, but I don't know if I have the bandwidth to take this or help them or whatever. Uh, there's three things that you can ask or one, one thing you ask uh, surrounding three things. So you would say, if I like, I'm coming, if you're coming to me mm-hmm. and you are. Let's do it. Okay, sure, sure. Come to me. Yeah. Dylan, I'm yeah. just. Hey, what's up? I'm not feeling so hot right now. Um, okay. I did some things I'm not very proud of. You want to talk about it? I would, I would. Do you have the space to talk about it? Yeah, I would love to talk about it. Can I ask you something though? Could, can I ask you something? Yeah. Uh, do you want me to listen? Do you want space? Do you want, well, I guess you just said you wanted to talk about it. So maybe that question doesn't apply. <laughs> Let's rewind. rewind. Hey, you know, we're still learning. Do you want me to give you advice or do you want, uh, do you want to me to just listen? How about both? Okay, or we can. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's gonna make it impossible. No, but I think that's maybe. I mean, we're kind of, we're troubleshooting know. this, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe you know, can you let's let's rewind. Let's rewind. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. What, what's going on? I killed somebody last night. I hit them. I was drunk driving. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> No, but in all seriousness, uh, that's I, beyond. That's beyond my advice. <laughs> that's beyond my listening capabilities without advising. <laughs> but yes, definitely, if you have a safety network, make sure people are emotionally available. But also talk about it. Talk to someone. Go to therapy. I know therapy used to be taboo and. Um, kind of expensive, but now it's affordable. There's different resources. You pay taxes, you get Medicare, should be get more therapy, affordable. do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely be okay with vulnerability. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, and if you're feeling in the moment an uncertainty, express that as well. If, if you're having that conversation with somebody and for our example, or fantastic example that we just did, um, <laughs> you're trying to express something and I go, well, you know, okay, sure. Tell them, tell me what's going on in your life. And then they tell you what's going on in your life. And in that moment that you're kind of like, okay, what do I do next? Do they need something from me? Ask that. Like you don't, don't sit in the dark and you're in your mind of all the possibilities as we were talking about earlier of like mapping out. Okay. Like I just want to say the right thing. We always right. just want to say the right thing. And it's sometimes it's not about, it's not about saving face or whatever. No. It's about like just taking action and, and People will forgive you if you, if you, it's more important to take action and people will, you know, if you say the wrong thing and you say, well, I did my best. And that's all you can do. That's all you can do. All right. Thank you so much for chilling with me, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> this is great. Yay. Okay, guys. So as we come to a close of the show, uh, I just want to say thank you to Sent to Destroy Studios and Chris Bonifay for having me on. Creative producer Joshua Taylor for helping me with setting up all the time and telling me, babe, that does not work. That was a trash gag. Uh, extra equipment. <laughs> the reason we can see Dylan today is because of Ted Lee Jones. Thank you so much, Ted. You rock. Visual graphics that you see on social media. Erica Yella, you're the real one. And to my beautiful guest here, Dylan Stewart, (laughs) 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 for being here and telling us a little bit and giving us insight into your world of comedic acting. Yeah. I love Uh, it. Thank you for having me. This was such a blast. Thank you for taking my podcast virginity pop that podcast cherry i'm just i'm just racking them up i'm racking them up (laughs) (laughs) and last but not 
least by any means. Thank you, the listeners, for tuning in every week. Make sure to become a patron subscriber as we're doing something a little bit different. Before, we would have extra content for you guys, but now it's for everybody so everyone can see. But the patron subscribers, you sign up for $5 and we pretty much do something really cool and really neat with you guys. Okay, make sure to follow Dylan at Still Do. And do you want to plug anything else? Uh, follow my sketch comedy team at Elephant Department on Instagram. I'm also on Twitch at Still Do. I'm playing games. Uh, I've been playing games for my whole life. We didn't talk about that at all, but um, <laughs> I love to play games. So I just started doing uh, Twitch. Follow me at Still Do. Get your streaming yummy games. No, get get your streaming. What are you? What what? What's a good adjective? Yummy, <laughs> yummy games. Okay, get your yummy games on. <laughs> Dylan, he's like, that's it. You that's it. Me. No, actually, I'm gonna say that every time now on stream. Thanks for that's coming on to my yummy games episode. Uh, don't forget to follow the pod at Talks and Sips. T A L K S N. Oh my god, that was hard. At T A L K S N S I P S. Wow, I hesitated. And myself at J Fox with two X's and two underscores. Feel free to write in, say, wow, that episode was awful. Or, hey, I really like Dylan. He's so nice. Make him come back. And at toxinsips at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Yes, you. I love learning new info. So bring it. Also, message the pod on Insta if you want some merch. We got hats, baby. And check out the website for more info at toxinsips.com. I am J Fox and yours. Dylan Stewart. And we'll see you guys later. All right. Bye. Bye.